Hello and welcome. Psych! What's goody? It's your girl, Just Be Frail, your homie. I'm trying to get y'all in that zen, the hum, energy, you know what I'm saying? Because Andre 2000 completed that with this album. And like it said, it is what it is with this whole dreams once buried beneath the dungeon floor, slowly sprouting into undying gardens. That's where I'm at right now. Because I'm going to talk to you about something because we're closing out the year and we always have resolutions and we always have things we're going to do. Ah, new me, new year, blah, 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 bullshit, whatever. But when I say <laughs> that every week is a new year for me because I've realized something different and I realize people are just weirdos, airheads, weirdos, what, what, whatever Nikki song said with the everybody joint. That's a lot of these weird ass bitches. So <laughs> I'm going to get on my Andre 3K and come to y'all nicely. And I know it is Christmas Eve, but I'm about to bless y'all with this gift of this present for y'all presents to put under the tree of life. Because y'all niggas need it. So as I said here, enough of me chatting. Let's get real. Hello, family, friends, and all those in between. Let's, this is your girl. Just be real. And well, just be real about the bullshit. And I'm never going to sound like that. Let's be fucking for real. Like, this is me we talking about. So, man, December came within a, with a vengeance, okay? We are here. Hopefully, I enjoyed that two-parter I gave y'all with me and my person. Hopefully, y'all been enjoying season 10 thus far. I've been having more solo episodes. Probably because I'm on my Amanda Seal shit on people I like type energy. But it's now no more on some people I like, more so people I love type energy right now. But if it's people I like, it's going to be people I like. And nine times out of ten, shout out to those who've been on the podcast at least two, maybe three times. Or been on back on this shit more than once. Because let me tell you something. I want to give y'all a real kiki and some real intel. Come closer. A lot of people that I have guessed once, I never have on here again. And it's probably because, one, I end up not liking them anymore. Two, we don't mess, so I don't want to have their energy on my shit. Or three, I just don't like them anymore. So they come, they serve their purpose, they give their message. Whenever it resonates, whoever resonates, who listens to it at that moment, just because I don't like them, I don't delete the episodes. But they will never come back. And there's a, probably a couple people that don't, I'll never ask back on my shit. Because they're not worthy to be on my shit. Because I don't fuck with them like that. Like, I really got to fuck with you. Fuck with you for being on my podcast. And as soon as I see some type of weird shit, you're no longer welcome. So, it's kind of hard to find people I really like or fuck with. Because people, I, I end up changing. So, I start picking up on a lot of shit people do that I really don't. That don't mesh with my morals or my values and my beliefs. And then I distance myself. So, like, it's literally seasons over here. Okay? So, bear with me. Me. hopefully i have find y'all some more guests the people that i do want on here i mean they're main people so i haven't heard back from them but i have reached out so don't think i'm not putting in the effort and the work to have different voices on here outside of mine and some of my familiar pals even though shout out to my pals who have been on that i you know highly respect and cherish i'm thinking when i go home i might do a part three to podcast me please with day only because i'm gonna see him 
And honestly, y'all love the camaraderie between us two. So I might have to tap in on my guy and ask him if he want to do another part three to this shit. Because, you know, we normally come in every time when shit is going crazy in the world. We just have casual conversations. So I might get my guy in here. I don't know. We'll see. Eh, I think I might be over the whole little podcasting please series. I don't know if y'all are tired of hearing my voice. I don't know. And I've also been debating about taking a fucking break. Because that's kind of where I'm at is on taking a fucking break. And honestly, truly, that ties into today's subject, social seclusion. Something I am very, very familiar with because why my ass loves to be secluded, recluse, solitude, isolated, in my own world. You know, all those great jazzy synonyms that go with solitude. (laughs) Is normally me with social seclusion. And I think I've touched on this episode before. But I think right now. um, I want to talk about it more on my own personal aspects. Of what I have going on with social seclusion. Because I see myself slowly as but surely dwindling away from social media. Like every day I think I find more and more reasons to unfollow people because they get on my fucking nerves two i hate what they post three they're annoying because they post too fucking much or four it's just people annoy me like there's a there's a meme i seen that was like two things when i go out into the world uh the weather ill people i'm more so of the latter ill people and only because people get more and more bold. People are more and more comfortable being loud and wrong. People are more constant on being the self-righteous, on the self-righteous bullshit tip. People are more closed-minded, but swear that they're so open-minded. People are more so, blow smoke up your ass. Let me sit here and say I'm this, that, and the third, but don't have no type of resume, repertoire, or even instinct or dialect to be able to dissect what the fuck they said. It's just becoming too much. Take me back to the days when it was just simple pictures of just tying your shoes, eating your food, that type of shit. Because this, baby, coming from a generation that was the Bridger Gap era where MySpace was literally backgrounds, pictures, and the top five to all of this, you have people getting paid to be on this shit. (laughs) Baby, we used to leave away messages because text messaging wasn't free type energy. So we're here on the social seclusion aspect because, baby, I can't. And I'm trying to get this out to y'all because currently, honestly, probably I'm going to keep it a stack with y'all. This is a pre-recorded episode, but happy, you know, to those celebrating Merry Christmas. Um, those celebrate Kwanzaa, happy Kwanzaa, because baby, I am on hiatus. I'll see y'all in 2024 for real for when y'all hear a real episode of recent. So some things are lagged or delayed, probably because it's we recording two weeks before you existed. But either way. That just shows how much I rock with y'all fam, bam, because I care to give y'all fresh new stuff every week. You feel what I'm saying? So we're here. We're here. And we literally only have five more episodes to the season before we are on season 11. And I'm literally thinking about taking a step back and taking a breather before I do season 11 because I feel like I've been giving y'all consistency for so long, for literally the last 10 seasons. I deserve a break. I deserve a break. So I'm thinking about taking a little time to myself. I don't know how long it's going to be, but a month minimum because it's a struggle to get these episodes right now because there's so much life lifing and I'm pulling. Not saying I don't have topics, but 
child, your girl's tired, okay? Truth is I'm tired, options of you. Don't know about you, but this is where I'm at, baby, okay? So, five episodes left when I finish this season off, baby. <laughs> Y'all might really not be catching much at 33 in 2024 because 33 really has been 33. And I see why Jesus is called the Jesus year because Jesus was tried religiously, pun intended. But anyway, and while we're here today is for social seclusion, so... I just find it awkward. Like I said, people getting paid for this shit, people doing whatever. And I, I ran across a TikTok when a girl was like, remove these people. The reason why Instagram's acting so weird with the algorithms, the algorithms, algorithms and everything else under the sun is because you're following people who you really don't give a fuck about what they're doing. You're following people that you don't even like because in reality, she was saying if you had a best friend, she posted a picture, it pops up, you're liking it automatically, not giving a fuck how many likes, who's liked it or whatever if you're the first to like. If you're constantly able to scroll past people's pictures and not like a fucking thing, then what the fuck are you following them for? Now, I understand where she's coming from because there's a lot of motherfuckers muted that I follow. <laughs> And I only follow 35 people. But um bum. But um <laughs> there are a lot of people that are muted that I feel like now I'm at the point where I mute you outside of just your stories and I want to mute your post. I'm gonna just unfollow you. Because I just feel like in real life there's people that I don't follow in real life that I fuck with heavy fuck there's people I follow that I don't follow that I fuck with heavy in real life, and there's people that I fuck with heavy on social media that I have never met a day in my life. And that's just because of their posts make themselves interesting. But in reality, it ain't worth a damn. It ain't worth a damn. And it was funny because I seen a meme that really was something that I don't think I paid attention to. Because when I say I see people unfollow me, I be happy because I'm like, I probably followed you a long time ago. I don't even know why the fuck you're still here. Like, there's not, I don't post. So, like, what are you here for? And we don't talk in real life. So, what was it? Um, I'm trying to find it. Gosh darn it. Oh, here it go. So, speaking of this, right? Because people will follow you. And this is the thing. I really don't post, but people don't interact. So, people don't interact with stories. I hate that stories are created, but somewhat happy because there were a lot of times I wanted to post things, but I didn't want them there on my grid. I just wanted them there for like a 24 hour thing, like Snapchat. And then, like, they be gone. So, that's kind of where I'm at. And then, it's also people, like, where I post. Nobody likes shit, but there's over a thousand-something followers. And y'all niggas are here for what? I should have the followers match the likes, right? But that's not how this works. Because the algorithm just doesn't work that way. And people are just fucking weirdos. So, I ran across this meme by the growing investor that said, Don't let Instagram fool you. There are people with only three likes who have plenty of friends. People with 100 plus likes who are lonely as fuck. Couples who look happy together yet are miserable as hell. People who don't post pictures of themselves and their significant other but are in a beautiful, loving relationship. People who know each other very well but appear as strangers. People who are up in their necks in debt yet live a lavish life, lavish Instagram life. Remember, this is not real life. Appearances are just, appear, or just that, appearances. And like I said before with Kiki Palmer, it's literally a snapshot. Like People give you a snapshot of what they want to let you see. And I think now I'm going to start going back to what I was doing, where it's just like, I'm going to leave you ambiguous. Y'all know I'm in a relationship. Y'all have my person. But I think I'm going to start hiding the world from my person because 
<clears throat> a lot of people have been weird. And the few people that I have told, a couple of them have been weirdos. And I don't do the fucking weird energy and the weird shit. Like, And another thing, too, I don't fuck with people who fuck with people I don't fuck with. Because nine times out of ten, if I don't fuck with them, it's for a good reason and merit. And if you were to ask me I don't fuck with them, I could tell you exactly why, when, how, and where I stop fucking with them. And if you choose to fuck with them, that's fine. But if you fuck with one too many people I don't fuck with, and knowing I don't fuck with them, now I'm questioning you because you can't be trusted. You are up at that point, bro. Period. It is what it is. I don't give a fuck how nobody feels about it. That's my logic. That's how I operate. And I'm entitled to my opinion because it's my fucking podcast and it's my fucking life. Do as you please. Okay? I'm not asking y'all to do the same thing. I'm just telling y'all how I move. And... My thing is, if you're not going to interact, what the fuck are you here for? Like, if you want to watch something, go watch a fucking movie. Go watch a series. Go watch a telenovela. Go watch a docu-series. Watch something, a substance that's meant for you to just be able to watch and not have an interactive perspective because it's called interaction, which means that you're interacting with somebody, which means there's more than one party involved. To be able is bilateral. Two people. It's not unilateral. It's bilateral. So I don't be understanding, like, what the fuck are you here for? That shit to me is always weird. And I feel like when I stop interacting with people on socials is when I confirm I need to unfollow you too. Because if you never like shit and I'm always get like, I've always questioned, like, how do people follow people? You follow them, you don't like pictures, but you're watching their stories. That shit is weird to me. You watch somebody's stories, you don't interact. If somebody looks like fire, you don't say that they fire. None of that shit. And yet, and still, we're still here. Like, what are you getting out of this? Like, do you just want to see me post and just say you have a follower? Like, that's what works for you? Because that shit don't work for me. And I think I'm about to be close by the time the year ends where I'm following no fucking body. Call me Missy Elliott and Beyonce because I don't give a... Because the crazy thing about it is even with you not following people, people will still pop up on your timeline if you've ever liked something or it's suggested. So it's like, I'm really not going to miss shit. I think it would be crazy if I did because if I don't follow my girlfriend, even though she doesn't post, it'll be weird. But the point of the matter is I'm coming close because I hate... I'm starting to desp- utterly despise social media which has pushed me into more of a social seclusion especially now than ever because i just feel like it's a fucking distraction and as i've always said before my profile can be a vibe for you but doesn't mean that's the same for me to want to see your content like there's like i said there's public figures i used to follow that followed me that are like verified known i don't follow them because i don't give a fuck what you're doing you're boring you're bland and you have your own kind of thing where you want to show love to certain people the whole i'm here but i don't want to see that shit like you don't walk your walk or talk your talk so i'm good where i'm at i prefer to be left the fuck alone and i don't care what your weird ass life you're trying to portray to these people is what you're given because then when you come back on social media, like, well, nobody really know that I was dealing with X, Y, and Z this entire time. And even though I was posting, nobody would have IBD sob long ass fucking soliloquies where you just could have kept to your fucking self because you didn't show the dark moments. So what the fuck do we care about the outcome? Ugh, irritating. As I said before, Missy Elliott, Beyonce, and many others don't even have, don't even follow a soul. Like, you think about it. Beyonce has, like, what, how many million? 34 million followers? She follows nobody. 
I don't even think she follows Jay-Z. Does she? Don't quote me. I don't know. I'm not a part of the Beehive, but I do respect Beyonce's craft and her artistry because she is a bad bitch for that. Not a Beehive, not a Beehive person, not a big Beyonce fan, not a DC4 fan, yes. But do I respect Beyonce? Yes. Now, am I a person that's never going to discredit somebody because I don't go ultra hard? Yes. Because I'm not a part of the Beehive, I'm not a part of the Barbs, none of that other sh I'm not a part of that. But do I respect Nikki for how she's strategic and the way she puts out her marketing? Hell yeah, smart as fuck. That's why she's been in the game so long. Am I proud of Beyonce for making over $24 million within the first week for Renaissance Tour, even though half the people who went to go see the movie already went to the show because she has that type of appeal? Hell fucking yes. Do I love her music? Some of it, yes. It, it resonates. Do I respect her because she's a Virgo queen? Hell yeah. Bad bitches do bad things. But have I ever been a fan bandwagon person? No. Unless it's Queen Latifah, MC Ladder Rhapsody, I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> Sorry. That's just what it is. Like, I stand. I am a Queen Latifah stand. I am an MC Light stand. I am a Rhapsody stand. If it ain't them three, you're not about to get me to go Google Gaga over somebody. Like, I respect them for what they do, but you're not going to see me go out my way. Sorry. But I respect the hustle and their artistry because there's clearly a tactic, especially in this day, like I say, with social media being a very big influential impact on marketing. You got to know how to work that shit. And them bitches work that shit. So shout out to Nicki on Pink Friday 2. And shout out to Beyonce Renaissance Tour movie. Because baby, why give it to Disney to make money off you, baby? Just put it out in theaters and get the money and revenue where people literally already saw your ass. And you're charging $30 a ticket for them to see the shit again after they spend hundreds. <laughs> Virgo moves. Love it. Love to see it. Missy Elliott, too, like, they don't follow a soul but still manage to connect with the ones they love and adore and admire, which is something I feel is, like, the oxymoron and, like, the juxtaposition of it all. Y'all know that's my favorite word. It's, like, they follow not a soul, but they still keep in contact, like, Beyonce don't interact with her fans on socials, but she still got everybody drooling over her. But Miss Tina will go ahead and interact with the girls. To the point where people know to tag Miss Tina before they tag Beyonce because Miss Tina is going to be the reason why Beyonce even sees it. Honey, that is superstar power. Miss Elliott follows not a soul but still keeps in contact to show love to all her fellow hip-hop queens from Queen Latifah, Rhapsody, Missy Elliott, everybody. She, all, she shows love to everybody and still manages to keep the connection because I feel like in reality, they keep their connections close in real life, which is why when social media come around, it's like, it's a suggested situation, but you know what the fuck going on really behind closed doors. And that is something I admire. It's literally in a way I feel with social media that you, I have to seclude is where it pushes the self-sabotage when in a way you're allowing strangers into your personal life. And I respect them for not giving, like, Beyonce is literally a uh, mystique. She is the queen of mystique. She's the queen of anonymity. You know Beyonce, but you don't know Beyonce. So when you get these background, out of nowhere, fall behind the lines, oh my God, I didn't know it exists, clips. And you be like, oh my gosh, I could see her like that because she does, she gives you just enough, but not too much. I respect it because that's anonymity is a thing. I love being an enigma and I need to go back to it. I think I got so caught up in a relationship because I was so happy. Like, don't get me wrong, but I was like, I need to start keeping my shit under wraps.
to the point where it leaves people wondering for months, like, am I in a relationship? Am I not? And if I do post it in close friends, the people in close friends will know if I'm single, if I'm taken or if I'm not, because it's just the energy of the hawking eyes of people who don't want to see you happy in this genuine state is just, it's not for me. And I don't want anybody praying P-R-E-Y on my fucking accomplishments, life, love, anything. And I preferred it better when I didn't know much about my public figures and there was a mystique about them. So that's why I probably, I like Beyonce and I like Missy and I like following people on social media who keep a mystique because they don't give too much of their personal. They might give you a clips on the insight, but they don't give you too much. Like we still to this day have yet to see Jenna Jackson's son. That, that her son is like seven years old at this point. Okay. We don't really receive Rumi and Sir. Like Beyonce is supposed to keep some under wraps. My star Michelle Michener does not show her baby Noir or Legacy's faces. <laughs> and Noir is like, what, three, four? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Issa got married, put it out as a joke, whole time never knew she was dating. I love the anonymity. I love the mystique because it's, that's how it used to be back in the day. You had paparazzi, but there wasn't so much quick access technology to infiltrate the personal lives as much as people do now with social media. News can be leaked because what are news getting leaked unless somebody took pictures and you actually got them printed out for somebody to leak them? Now people can go into the cloud. Boop, here we are. Uh-uh. I think if Prince was alive, Prince was the... The epitome, excuse me, of mystique. And I feel like if he were alive today and still had an Instagram, and so if Whitney was, as for her, Whitney, Aaliyah, and a lot of the other grace that we lost, they would still keep their anonymity and mystique where they wouldn't give us too much. I personally feel that way. And I love it that way. Because social media has made people super weird in all aspects of real life. Like, cause you don't know what you post to be is what you post to be. You know what I'm saying? Like you can post that you're this person, but is that really who you are? Because I know for me, I post memes more than anything. I don't got shit to show y'all. I don't care to show y'all what the fuck I look like, what I got going on. I'll show you my sneakers cause I'm a sneakerhead. So I'll show you my collection, but my podcast, my business, that's about it. Mm-hmm. Because in real life, y'all niggas are weird. And some of y'all might not really want me to be successful. And why don't I know you're not putting some voodoo? Especially because my page is public now. Like, who knows who's really behind these fucking pages if I don't know you in real life? People super weird in all specs. And I say that also because I have a cousin, right? And this has been a cousin that I've been close with for years. And... Never post my business, never posted nothing, no, never continuously show out, shout out, no nothing, don't look on me. And it's fine because she's one of many. But it's like watching them post other people that they know from a can of paint is just like, it's crazy to me. I'd be like, oh, wow, great. Now, now I see where we stand. But I'm glad I got those who are probably, like they say, like the girl said on the TikTok, you'll get more love from strangers where you have people where you post shit on TikTok, which is why I love to... I'll be on TikTok, which if I don't know if y'all go back three years ago, I think I spoke about it before and I was like, I'll never get on TikTok. You couldn't pay me. Like, TikTok is weird. Da, da, da. I don't know how to work it. Now that I know how to work TikTok, I get more love from strangers where 
majority of my shit is where you probably get more of my life on TikTok than you do now on Instagram because strangers will show you more love than fucking people who actually know you. So I just go to TikTok and I get all the love over there. Anyone know how I know it's a prime example that strangers will show you more love? Because at some point when it shows you the viewing on TikTok, right, it'll show you who viewed it. It's normally niggas that I know that are viewing my shit that don't like it as opposed to motherfuckers who are viewing my shit that don't even know me and like it. Weirdos. Yeah, airheads. Weirdos. And this is part of my social seclusion. Like, And I'm not going to even tell you what my TikTok is because I don't want y'all over there looking for me because I don't want y'all in my business. Like, Let the strangers show the love, baby, because they shows me some love. Shout out to my followers on TikToks and all the love they show me. Even my mother-in-law follows me on TikTok. She's pretty cool. Anyway, but yeah, like I love it over there. And I always feel like with social seclusion, which has me now where I'm about to go into this, because like I said, I'm about to take a break. So if it ain't business, I ain't got nothing for you. Um, Once my girlfriend's birthday comes around, y'all can just count me out. I don't really give a fuck. 2024, fuck y'all. Period. That's where I'm at. You can have 1 million follows and only have 5, that 1 million followers and only have 5K truly supporters on whatever you're actually doing or interact. And that's the thing where I love when I have watched the SWV and what was it? SWV and Escape show when they were like, oh, but so and so has more followers. Like Tiny and Candy got more followers for them to have, you know, Real Housewives and Tiny and Ti family business, family business and all family hustle and all this other stuff. And SWV, you know, they're more old school, so they're like, we don't give a fuck. But who's not, the numbers on show like? Who's had more platinum artists? Who's been has more Grammys? Why is they blah as a group? Now we know Candy and T- Tiny have their accolades for Grammys because of them writing songs. But as a group, SWV has platinum, triple platinum, double platinum albums, numbers that supersede escapes. And they're like, doesn't matter what your fan base and like how Lili said, you can have one million followers and out of the one million, you should five K views. And out of the one million, you ask a dollar for every follower you got. Don't mean that all them fucking followers are actually interacting and giving fucking purchasing music and actually supporting you rather than looking more at what the fuck you doing. And this is why I love New York bitches. Shout out to SWV because they're real ones. It's the truth. Like, the beginning of social media was a time. It was just fun. I remember the time I would post random sneaker cops, post a bowl of cereal, post a bologna sandwich, get likes. Just post. It was a time. Back when I had the little Polaroid, like the little Polaroid camera as Insta before it got to what it is now. That, if you don't know about it, that made you too young. That is what I miss. That is what social media is supposed to be because it was pretty much a spinoff of MySpace and Facebook combined in one to give us the aspect of making captions and just having innocent fun of just... Where it's not like so strategic. Now it's all about algorithms, numbers, profit. Baby, it makes my head hurt. Okay? Because like I said before, AIM was for the millennials to connect and have access outside of text being not as efficient as today. Because, baby, we didn't have text messaging. We had it. But your mama beat your 
ass if you overhead texting 15 cent a text because texting wasn't unlimited. Your city could text to her for an emergency say, hey mom, I'm home, that type shit. Yeah, she'll pay that little extra 15 cent. But to be going back and forth the way we do today, my nigga, get on AIM. That's what AIM was for. I still got, I'm looking at my sidekick right now. That was the first way of texting. You go on AIM, put in your screen name, type your shit in, get the bussin', bussin', bussin'. Top. You away from the computer, you away from your phone. You over here, you got your MySpace. Go on MySpace. You leave a message on your wall on your MySpace. Talk to your friends. Pick. That was texting, okay? Um, Blase Blah owns this. Blase Blah owns this picture. Like, that's how you did it. Top five is how you knew who really fucked with you. Your top five when you got T-Mobile's My Five back before they had, like, Unlimited. That was who you could talk to regularly, no charge. Anybody else, you was not talking to after 9 o'clock. What aim and away message told you like yo at the library BRB you go and walk to the go to the to the mall and yo so and so just left meet you at the mall at the gal boom that's how it was these fucking Gen Zers and Gen Alpha kids have the shit spoiled and I was just talking to somebody today in the um smoke shop because I went to get some incense and we were just talking about how how like Gen Gen Y millennials are the last of the Mohicans. And it's not because we think we're better. It's because we literally got the best of both worlds and are able to differentiate the artificial from the actual reality. I'm not saying all of us, okay? Because there's some Gen Zers I know that are very intellectually sound and mindful of their surroundings. But this shit with the microwave generation shit, they want everything quick. And because the world has been so entitled to tend to their needs because of the gentle parenting and coddling, because they have old school baby boomer silencers and Gen Xers in their life to try to shake and shake Kanye, shake the shit out of them. They feel entitled that if they don't get it, they got to take it. And that's why the shit is so wild now because motherfuckers have no idea of what it is to work for some shit because everything's been handed to their fucking asses. The world has made it for them to be so comfortable they feel like they're privileged enough to just take what the fuck they ain't work for and just feel like it's okay to do it and that's a fucking problem there was still legwork to be done like passing notes to get messages across but it was a balance for us you feel me like my nigga if i go home right now like i am home well currently i'll hear this message hear this podcast i'll be home there's still a draw full of all my notes i wrote to my friends we used to have to pass notes between periods because we didn't have text messaging Yes, you heard me. Write notes on notebook paper, roll paper, write a note, put it to so-and-so from so-and-so. Because sometimes you ain't see that person in the hallway in between your little 10, 15 minutes to get to class. So you're like, hey, yo, Kyle, since you got class with Toya six period, can you give her this for me? So then they know that it came from you. That was text messaging, my nigga. I will prove it to y'all when I post this episode so y'all can be able to see exactly what I mean when I say we had to pass notes. When niggas didn't have AIM, it was passing notes. Because before AIM and sidekicks and Nextel chirps, it were flip phones. Okay? There was leg work involved. We had to put in work. Okay? You had to catch or know somebody in the hallway going to have class with that person or have that person lock a combination and let them know, hey, bop, 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 at lunch, I'm going to leave you a note and this, da, 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 da. When y'all did have class, catch it at seventh period and it's only second period and y'all having a whole conversation about a note you're about to write. Or you'd be like me, how I was, and I had a whole slam book with my best friend and that's how we wrote notes. That was our texting. The fuck these privileged ass fucking kids. 
Man, listen. Social seclusion. Are y'all understanding more and more why I want to go into social seclusion? Because I miss the good old days where there was effort and energy put into doing shit. I, uh, Jesus, I can't even talk about it. Man, communication was probably better when we had less technology. There are going to be some that disagree. But I feel communication was better when we had less technology because, like I said, there was more effort. There was more thought. There was more interpersonal skills developed because you had to learn how to deal with certain people. You had to learn how to personality gauge certain people and know how they're going to receive your messages because you're writing them. Okay? You're writing them. Yeah, text messages is a quick way to do it, but there was like... You're putting in the effort to give it to them in person. It was more in person. And they say in-person interactions are better because now it's a kind of a lost thing. Baby, I was around. Let me tell you how much this social seclusion is necessary for me, okay? I was around when chat rooms from AOL, you had a little running man. Then it was like, yep, you got mail. And there were chat rooms, okay? The start of what it was to be <laughs> chat chatting okay where there were chat rooms to start off technology attachments without knowing who you were getting yourself into because baby i think there's some people to this day that i follow on twitter that i met in a random chat room back when i was in trapped in the closet and they follow me still and i remember them from a chat room random chat room not and not knowing who was who but it was like this was your handle it was and to this day i couldn't tell you exactly who when where or how but that's how you interacted not knowing who you're getting attached to that's how that's why i'd be laughing at catfish because catfish is what old chat rooms used to be because you'd be talking to a 50 year old man and he in a teenage chat room you'd be talking to a fucking Somebody in, in Florida who said they look like they look like Beyonce and the whole time they're looking like Banaka. Like, you just don't know. And that was like the mystery in it because you really had to be mindful and cautious, which is I feel like why a lot of millennials have this ability to read people so well. Because a lot of the times when we was back in the chitter, chitter, chat, chats, okay, we didn't know who we were talking to. So we had to literally take the time to dissect who we are, what they were saying, how they're reacting, how their demeanor might be set across or tone might be in the conversation. That type of shit was a skill set. Baby, when I tell you it was a skill set, it was a skill set. And it's a lost motherfucking art. Shit, a kind of predators because they weren't even really any firewalls or monitoring back then. Yeah, wasn't no Norton security. Yeah, you ain't no firewalls. You could be fucking having conversations with president uh, predators and shit. Like I said, MySpace was the hitting of the scene of social media. I don't care what nobody says. MySpace, mark my words. Maybe even Black Planet. I ain't have one of those. I wasn't old enough. That was a little bit more. That's more of like the... Why two millennials, which is like the ones born in the 80s, to like the Xers that were like 20-something by the time I was like the new millennium. MySpace hitting the scene was like the creme de la creme because you could post pictures, you could put music on your walls, you can have a top, and you can pretty much give a profile and background of who the fuck you are as a person with like all these different type of details. Coding, ugh, I wish I still remember how to do that shit. 
it was like you put time and effort to make sure you had the most popping and fucking page, bro. The most popping and fucking page. And you put in work again, leg work, motherfucking leg work. You can have no popping page with graphics and designs and glitters and your friends' pictures and knowing how to put music codes if you didn't put in the fucking work to make sure that shit was done, my nigga. Ain't no way. And your top five was it something you could automatically select your top five. You had to code your top five. I think in the beginning, you had to code your top five before it became top eight. Yeah, boy. Posting your pictures. You had to have know somebody who had a digital camera or know somebody who had a scanner because you had to actually do disposable cameras, go to CVS, get them shins printed, upload them on the scanner to get to the computer, to get them on your MySpace. There were levels to this shit. There were levels to this shit. Now all you gotta do is with one click of the button, boom, it's uploaded. Nigga. Ops. I still got my digital camera. Bro, the way I used to be at that damn PC, plugging that shit up, Saving them into a file to upload them into another file to go ahead and make a caption or have to get a disposable camera, go to CVS, get them printed. We owned a scanner on purpose because I needed it. Owned a scanner to scan the picture because we didn't have no cameras on our fucking phones back in the fucking day. Because there was no memory for them motherfuckers until you got the iPhone. For real, for real. And then upload them bitches. Most might be don't remember, but Sconex was a thing. It was a team version of a Facebook. Niggas don't remember Sconex, but I remember I had a Sconex, and I was very much local to all the surrounding areas in Westchester County of those who were in, you know, high school. Black Planet, like I said, never had one, but I heard it was lit. We need to bring that shit back, because Instagram is not it. This is pushing me into social fucking seclusion, Okay. I feel like in a way Facebook became a game changer because now, see, look here, this is where it got tricky. Now you got the old motherfuckers on the socials, okay? You got motherfuckers, I want to say, from baby boomers back. Anybody from a baby boomer, from the baby boomer generation before, Facebook is their shit. Originally, it was only for college students, though. But it was a game changer when it came to social interactions because you had more access to say, like, I think at one point it was like you could tell somebody your relationship status, where you went to school, where you work. It kind of became like a LinkedIn pre-LinkedIn before it became more of a, I'm going to tell my business, let me have you, this is a soap opera type shit. Um, because I had one, but I wasn't in college, but my homegirl at the time, a morning was in college and I faked it last time I was in college even though I was like one year from graduating and it transitioned then at some point to just anybody having an account but now if you catch niggas on Facebook they owe people and I'm gonna say Gen Xers because a lot of Gen Xers are over 50 because my sisters be on that shit heavy but they don't be on Instagram so <coughs> excuse me yeah it, it's it's more so for the older folks it's for like family and family do it because they want to show like they still got it but lo and behold, like, they don't got it. <laughs> so, social occlusion is necessary. I'm even starting to fall off my favorite place on the earth in the social media realm. Please hold as I um, gather myself together because I just feel like I'm neglecting my baby. Twitter. 
I would never call that bitch X. Fuck Elon Musk. I'm never calling that shit X. It's Twitter. It's been Twitter since I've been on it since 2009. It's going to be fucking Twitter. Twitter being the place was the place you really talked your shit. You still talk your shit on Twitter, honestly. A lot of shit, honestly, which is also the reason why I want social seclusion, because a lot of shit on Instagram, that shit came from Twitter first. I put money on it. Twitter be having shit first before Instagram. Twitter be having shit first before TikTok, honestly, now I feel, or vice versa. But it normally goes like TikTok, Twitter, Twitter, TikTok, then Instagram, and then Facebook. Like, it's how that order go, because it's not that big. And... I was on Twitter at the time in 2009 when you used to be over capacity for dumbass shit. Okay? Twitter, yes. 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 I said it. At a point in time, Twitter used to have a little whale with the birds holding it, with like the strings trying to hold it up and be like over capacity, which I feel someone was kind of like a prejudice because I got to use a whale with birds trying to hold a whale. I'm knowing damn well they ain't got no way possible using these strings to hold a whale. And the whale just smile, just a smiling. Over capacity. Yeah, there used to be a point in time Twitter was over capacity where you couldn't be on Twitter because one too many people in the end weren't able to support that many people on the fucking platform. Okay? You had to wait. There was Twitter jail. You tweet too many crazy shit. You went Twitter jail for three days. Twitter after dark. Black Twitter was created because motherfuckers, that's where a lot of black people went to pop their shit freely. Social seclusion is necessary because I was around when Instagram was the prime for pictures, instant pictures, but wasn't as chaotic as it is now with the pressures and proceedings. Like, Instagram is instant photographed, telegram, instant telegram. That's what, that's what Instagram is. Instant, take the words, instant telegram or photogram, as you would say. Which is pretty much like at that point. Instant telegram. Because your telecommunications is through the internet. It's instant because you're taking a picture at the time. And it's telegram. So Instagram. I probably just gave you a little lesson. I know. I know. But baby. At the time of Twitter. Okay. Twitter was the creme de la creme. But, baby, they had some sides to that entree, honey. I know there was my social seclusion. There was Vine, Tumblr, YouTube, etc. But the top three were Vine, Tumblr, and YouTube. And this is before YouTube had music. This is when YouTube just, just had videos. Like, you would upload your own videos, and that's what YouTube was for. There is the lost art and value of the creation of social media and its purpose. It really was to bring joy, to connect people, to just have all around fun and just share the fun you're having while you're having it. And just incorporate people in moments to not have them be felt out or just incorporate people in moments for them to just realize like it's just a free, a free like a, a space of freedom. Now it's another capitalistic platform where some some use for good and some use for evil. Amanda Seals always my girl always uses it for good. Always is informed. This entire time with this genocide been going on in Gaza, same thing in Sudan. Amanda's been informing me. The stuff I've been seeing pop up on my news feed is nothing but information and information I need to know because it's not being talked about elsewhere. Knowing how our government is partaking in this shit. Amanda Seals will be a account I will forever follow. 
But dumb bullshit where you're just posting outfits, it's a no. Like, Taronda Jones, I'm going to forever follow her because she has her own community outreach not-for-profit and is always giving back to her city of Chicago and always active and doing good work and always spitting bars of progressive hip-hop. That's the type of shit I want in my atmosphere, positive, motivational shit. Not the capitalistic shit where people use it because you want to sell your flat tummy tea and you know damn well you just got a liposuction and just got a BBL. Lying to people saying you got a workout plan, but the whole time you ain't worked out a day in your fucking life. You lost that 100 pounds from Ozempic. Cut it out. Cut it out. And I also feel at the same token, the reason why I need social seclusion, because like I said, people love being loud and wrong. It, just because you're informed quickly doesn't always mean it's factual. Okay. Doesn't mean it's always factual. And ever since they changed the guidelines, it's been a shit show. Because a lot of the racist bigotry that should be banned isn't. And a lot of time for just saying a word like stupid or bitch, you're automatically on the radar. And ironically, how many accounts are there? Minority accounts are the ones doing that. Because white people get to show their ass and get rewarded. Yeah, that's how this works. So... In my mind, how I see it with, with, with this social media shit, likes became the likeness of self, if not within a proper numerical quota. I'm going to say it again. Likes became the likeness of self, if not within a proper numerical quota. So, for instance, if you don't got 500 likes and you got, okay, for instance, like I was saying, I got over 1,800 followers. I follow 35 people. I'll post. Oh, I don't give a fuck who likes the picture. If I like it, it's going to stay up there. But some people will not take the picture and leave it up there if they don't get their quote, uh, post quota. If I don't get 300, if I don't get 400 likes, if I don't get my number two, oh my God, I don't get my likes. But why does it fucking, why does that number of likes solidify the likeness of yourself? If you fuck with the picture, fuck with the picture. Fuck who like it, you like it. Who cares who else don't like that shit? Who cares who else don't see that shit? You fuck with it, you fuck with it. Fuck with that. How many likes? Let me tell you, ever since they did this stupid algorithm shit since 2021, I ain't gotten that many. I, I barely reach over 100 likes on a lot of my shit like I used to. Like, I used to get 100, 200, 300 likes. Ain't even a case. I'd be lucky if I get, like, 90. Do I give a fuck? No. If I even get 25, I don't give a fuck. One, because I'm hiding them because it doesn't matter because I know somebody else is going to base my value off of that shit. But two, if I fuck with it, I fuck with it. So you shouldn't let that equate to what you see as yourself well to be able to know your numerical quota hasn't been met, that you're less valued. Why me, just be real, need social seclusion? Because I'm tired of the shit. I'm tired. I'm tired. Now, I will say it's great marketing for businesses as a free tool. I'm still in the process of learning how to work it because I, I'm getting tired of paying to have my shit promoted. I'm so waiting for my girlfriend to get into marketing so she can be able to fucking help me push this shit. Because I feel like when she gets into her marketing class, excuse me, it'll be my top tier to help me where I need to go. But it's great for marketing. It's a free tool. A lot of people probably would have paid for advertising. You can just do that shit on there. I mean, you can still pay to get it better pushed. But, like, it's great for advertising. I think TikTok now entering the chat is where all the girlies and the guys are at. Because TikTok, literally, my girl is a girlfriend is a TikTok girl. Baby, some morning, noon, and night. My girl is on TikTok. Sending me TikToks all day, honey. Not mad at it, babe. Love you. But 
girl, nonstop, nonstop. And that's because that's where she gets more of her information. She want to know something. All she had to do type it in. TikTok will pop it up. With all, and, it, and the thing is, she's a visual person. So the visuals help her better understand if she wants to fuck with something or not. As opposed to just going to read some shit. Which I get it. She's a Gen Z here. Love you, babe. Um, now that TikTok has entered the chat, it, it, it's, it's, it's. It's giving a little bit of a different dynamic somewhat in socials, but also helping to allow that freedom aspect I was talking about prior to what this monetary bullshit has become. Baby, social seclusion is necessary for just be real because the older I get, the less I like social media. Outside of reconnecting me to old friends, it's really not good for shit for me. There's a redundancy and responsibility I really don't want. Give me to the give me the old fashioned way. I feel when you have social media, like how I said, Amanda Seals, it's her responsibility and due diligence as a person because of her moral ethic to speak up. And social media is her platform to do it. And because she does have much, much is given, much is required. Because she does have the following, it's expected of her to stand up and speak on her soapbox. It's expected of her to not be sitting in silence and watch things go on and she not say nothing. And if she doesn't, somebody's going to come at her neck. Because she's known as being the social commentator and political activist or political liaison to us normal people who are not really in the, in the, in the trenches to those who she has access to that are in the trenches. So, I mean, that's just what I feel. Nonetheless, social seclusion is required because there's dating apps. And baby, when I say dating has now been confined for many with is a spinoff of social media, which has maxed, made people real lackadaisical and real lackluster, which makes dating feel like there's nothing but pee and shit in the pool because people just feel like they can con, pray and prod and they don't have to put in any effort. And baby, the legwork is needed. Pass me a motherfucking note. Write it down and write it with love and affection. Because that's where I'm at. Because who am I? I'm Just Be Real. Born in 1990, here of the Y1 Millennials. Yes, the Bridging the Gap Millennials. And that is my message for today. So as you hear and carry out with my homeboy, Andre 3K, always remember, be real, be true, and always be unapologetically you. And on that note, my social secluded ass is out. Y'all have one more episode, which will happen for y'all next week. And then I will see y'all in 2024.